Hey everybody, my name is Sarah. My name is Eve. And this is Burto Perfectionist. Today we will be discussing one of those many rabbit holes that, you know, other folks or even just, you know, the neurospicy have a tendency of going down. Depends on what your algorithm is. Um, and it will be Disney and Pixar shared universe conspiracy theories because we thought it would be fun and lighthearted. Gives you a little bit of think if you are... Um, joining us and you have only watched movies from the 90s there's some that are included as well if you're continuing to enjoy the disney pixar universe as an adult whether it to be a kid uh, with your kids or as a disney adult then you will 100 percent be able to understand some of these we would love to hear any feedback about any of the fun ones that you've heard of that we don't end up mentioning and this is just fun lighthearted listen on this smoking ass of a hot day that it's going to be outside as we hide in the basement to record this it's so nice and cold down here it's so lovely i'm wearing sweatpants because i was cold um my do you want me to start with like my favorite one yes we'll start with your favorite one so i feel like we know i noticed it because when we were watching frozen the first one during the coronation scene i had to pause it because i had to pee and who was walking in no it was during so, yeah, who, who was walking in? Flynn Rider and Rapunzel. Yeah, from Tiggle. And I was like, oh, that's so weird. So, turns out they're cousins. And then my leads on to the next one is if you remember Anna and Elsa's parents, they were in a shipwreck. The shipwreck was the one that hit Ariel's mom, the little mermaid. Oh, okay. The yeah. prequel. Yeah. So that became, they were shipwrecked, which another connection with Ariel and the little mermaid is. Obviously, Ariel, Ariel is Triton's daughter. Yeah. Triton is the son of Poseidon. Yes. Who is the brother to Zeus, whose Zeus's son is Hercules. So it is all connected. So they, they're like cousins, technically. It's like great cousins. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that connects them all together. But then there's the secondary theory that the ship, they didn't actually drown. They just kind of like landed on a mysterious land. Um, with Phil Collins' beautiful soundtrack in Tarzan. Oh, yeah. And then it would be Anna and Elsa's brother would be Tarzan because their mom was technically pregnant when she was there. Yeah. So they would be super young ones. And then I think the other one was that, like, Jane was somehow related to... Um, it was like that was Belle's, like, dad's brother. There's something like that. I remember um, Jane from. It was like some sort of connection with that because I know that she was from England. And obviously Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Home. So it's Tarzan Jane. <laughs> Tarzan. I am Jane. Tarzan's Jane is a descendant from Beauty and the Beast spell. While looking into details to support the theory connecting frozen's king and queen tarzan's parents more compelling evidence that tarzan's jane is related to bell not um do, 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 do um point out the teapot looking like mr and mrs Potts. yeah that's in there the theory that suggests another symptom of disney's erratic magical characters but if but was it or is it just like a fun thing that they put in there well, the other thing, too, is that she, like, she obviously she walks around in a dress that, like, looks minorly similar to Belle's. Yeah. Um, her, isn't it, like, her dad, like, looks identical to his dad? Yeah, he looks super 
and the big thing was with the teapot and everything so they're drumming on it and the theory was it is actually a centuries-old heirloom from porter who's jane's dad's noble past is in fact the clues connecting jane porter and um bell which i also find it really funny that her name is jane porter which if you think jane doe is usually what you name somebody who doesn't have an identity and they met Tarzan, who was named after apes, who's technically a John Doe. Oh, yes. Which is so funny. And then Porter, Explorer, porting people around. That's the other one that I thought of. And I was like, oh. Yeah, but you can literally see Rapunzel and Flynn Rider just walking into the coronation. And I was like, oh. But that'd be super sad if, um, if they did have a brother and it was Tarzan. Right. Just be like, oh. My parents are dead, but are they actually dead? Maybe they're not, but I think even in Tarzan, they got eaten, didn't they? The cougar? Uh, they didn't get eaten. They got, they were attacked by them. And then they never show anything after what happened because like the, um, the gorilla grabbed Tarzan, who ended up being like his mom and taking him. And then she removed him from like the location and stuff like that. And they went off. Yeah, but I don't remember if they actually, like, died or not. I feel like that would be another theory. It's like, did they die? Did they not die? Oh, my God. I found more about that Belle and Jane thing. So, um, apparently, so Prince Adam and Belle probably fled France to avoid the guillotine, but were still well off enough to win favor um, with the German nobility. It would explain why the Duke... So this is linking the Duke of Wesselton to, to being related to Jane's father. Oh, yeah. Like the little old man in um, Frozen who's just like pissed off about the world. Oh, yeah. Doesn't that also relate them to the one of the guys in, um, I forgot what it's called, Brave? Oh, my goodness. And then it loops it back to being a descendant. It said because his grandfather was cursed by a blonde enchantress. So they're trying to link it all the way back to any form of descendant. Wouldn't that be Sleeping Beauty then? Uh, well, Sleeping Beauty wasn't the person who like did that. It was like mag- magnif- magnificent. Oh, I said her name. Maleficent. Oh, fuck. I was- she was magnificent, but she was. She was so cool. But there's that one. Um, it was funny that you said the Little Mermaid. So I saw this one before and I was trying to like make sure that it wasn't just like a me thing. So the inclusion of Aladdin's magic carpet in the underwater kingdom of Atlantica during the wedding scene in the Little Mermaid sparks curiosity. So this is the flying carpet. It's the same pattern about how these two films are intertwined. It hints at the possibility of a multi-dimensional universe within disney films where different realms and magical objects can cross paths the connection could expand the lore of both stories and create intriguing crossovers well aladdin's magic carpets in um princess and the frog it shows up in everything i think because it was like one of the first like it was like the start of like it's starting to get bigger like obviously cinderella is quite old sleepy beauty is quite old but like aladdin was the first one that i remember that was following more a couple, but more of the male perspective than the female perspective. Yeah. Because, like, you read Tarzan, which was 98, and then... Did Hercules come out before Aladdin? No, Hercules came out later. 
Yeah, but like you, you definitely well, fall in my like three. Came out the year before our sister was born. Huh? Yeah, I remember that. It went back like, and then Beauty and the Beast was like ninety one, ninety two, and The Little Mermaid was in like uh, the late eighties. Could you just imagine like a very like old tiny man being so hyped about like his Easter eggs? Oh my god, right? Like I think if I if you I feel like obviously she grew up in like the nineties, yeah. but like. I don't listen to Taylor Swift set music that often, but like you have to see. I feel like she like watched those all when she was younger, and she was like, "I'm gonna do this with music." Okay, so I watched an interview with her, and it was really funny because she was like, "Originally, I was like, oh well, I'm gonna put little Easter eggs in to encourage people to actually read the lyrics, like open up the leaflet inside the CD, yeah, and read the lyrics, so that way they can like it'll intrigue them to like." actually pay attention to it's just like whatever she wanted it to have more meaning and then she was like and then the fan theory started rolling online and she's like yo they're down for this that's make it as like ridiculous and fun as possible like she said it's the one thing that keeps her entire kind of like experience like she loves she goes i love writing i love making music but the ideas and the people she gets to work with she create these videos like so just let everybody know i I'm not a Swifty. Contra- I know that can be controversial. It's not that I don't like her. It's just that like her music isn't my jam. But I think she's an absolute fucking woman of business powerhouse. The stuff that she has been able to configure, such as the Easter eggs, how fast her tickets sell out, the shows that she creates with people, like everything that she does. She's a marketing fucking genius. I feel like it'd be cool, like, just from any business perspective, asking her questions of, like, how did you come up with this and stuff? Yeah. Because I, 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 I love, I love a conspiracy theory. Yeah. And I love, like, looking things through, like, more into it. A hundred percent. And I was watching, what was it? I was watching her go through, like, her music video and she was, I think it's called Bejeweled. I don't. Is it one of the new ones? It's one of the newer ones. Yeah. I think it's called Bejeweled because I saw this guy who made, like, shirts for men who enjoyed Taylor Swift so they could dress up for the heiress tour. Oh my god, that's so cute. I thought it was fucking adorable. But I immediately looked at it and it was interesting. So like whenever I see something, I usually associate like a color with it mm-hmm. or like anything like that. And I was like, she's walking up in like her bodice and she had earrings on. And I was like, oh, there's like 13. I wonder if that's her album. And then I met, Googled it and there is like 5,000 Reddits about it. They're like way more into it. She's been wearing, um, she wore a bejeweled corset over 10 years ago when she first started doing like her integration into pop music. Everyone's like, it goes back that far that links to this album. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, it's it's amazing. And I think it, I, some people may see it as a waste of time. I think it's a great way for people to exercise their minds. They kind of like follow and go through it. It's the same as doing like crossword puzzles and stuff I, like that, except like way more fun. I think. I think a big thing for me is like she's done all of this extra stuff, but the fact that they were like, okay, so you can go into this giant pool of pop singers or what is a genre that you can start in that has a low amount of teenage girls in it where you could hopefully stand out, build a career, and then 
easily transition over to like pop music or whatever so she did that she went into country music when there was like literally barely anybody under the age of i want to say 30 that's why so she's originally from texas which also there's some weird connections with taylor that i didn't like i'm not gonna say a lot of them but we were doing i saw like her biography or stuff that she posted up and so we're not super silver in age i think she turned 30 i'm not 30 yet but like the ages that she lost her grandma um and like there are so many similar things that i like texted sarah i was like this is really weird she's 33 33 yeah but like there's certain connections and some of them i don't want to share because personal details but like i said to sarah and i was like that's so weird like we lost our grandma in the same year like that this exact same age it was like very similar in certain ways. Not saying that I'm Taylor Swift, obviously. Wish to have that writing ability. But I was just like, oh, that's so interesting. And I feel like that's what people rely on more is when you have all of these like singers currently. Um, like I can't even think like you have a bunch of different ones and all of them you can't relate to because you're like, well, like you started out with this. Yeah, and like your songs about like relationships and I've never been in a relationship. Yeah. Well, hers is like symbolism. She would be an English teacher's dream. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like look into this. What do you see? And you'd be like, I don't know. Now that you've read Jane Eyre, what is your thought on her psychosis and the color of which her room was? Taylor Swift symbolism symbols and everything like it's insane like even down to the confetti at her concerts it has every different color for them it has the stars for midnights um everything is connected it's a it's it's like a taylor verse well and like everybody's like oh it took her so long to come out with these things and stuff i'm like could you imagine the team in that meeting that's like this 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 okay we're gonna think about this but i'm like i bet you she's one of those people who like whips out her memo board and she was like, so I've been planning this for 10 years. My childhood is great. Like, it's insane. The stuff that she does, and then I always think of um, someone who does it on, like, a very subtle manner. I'll talk about him in one second. When I Googled Taylor Swift's age, so the big controversy that's out there right now is Ms. Taylor is doing a North American leg of her heiress tour. And apparently... It's not no North American. There, there it is America it, and Mexico. Yeah, there is no show at this time that we're recording for canada so then we saw i saw somebody else who her team said that they screwed up and then posted some of them then you look at the merch online and the merch online doesn't list anything in canada but i thought this was really funny so i saw last night on the news when my husband was watching it i don't watch the news i saw that a bunch of people are apparently writing to justin trudeau about this who's our prime minister But this is even better. The Edmonton MP to file a grievance about the Taylor Swift's tour lack of Canadian shows. Okay, so fun fact. You know how you said they made a mistake? They didn't. So somebody photoshopped the the Tokyo, like, Japan date um, and put them as Canadian dates, yet still did not put any, like, Western provinces, which I would just like to make a disclaimer to every touring artist. We're here. There's more than just Vancouver. There's more than just Toronto. 
like there is more how come halifax can get some of these artists but we can't get i also have you know, if we're talking about fucking artists who decided to go not come to canada nile fucking horn fuck you <laughs> i and and that's the funny thing is like there's certain ones who come through and certain ones who don't so fun fact we have capital cities and we have main cities and then we have other cities like if you pick say victoria and vancouver to have concerts victoria is great it's on vancouver island everybody can go there um it's like three and a half four hours away for a lot of people to go to vancouver or even further like eight hours so even something that's like in a mid-level tier town that has a higher population would be great um Calgary, Edmonton, those are solid places. Either side of Alberta. Great. Regina. Um, Regina. Why does everybody forget about Saskatchewan? No, no, no. Number one problem that's forgotten about. Manitoba. I know I was going to say Manitoba. Like, there's Winnipeg. They could do, uh, I don't know, they could do some fucking cool thing in Churchill. Just don't do it in the winter. The polar bears will get you. I know, but I, I like, so Niall's only coming. He has now two shows in Toronto. Which, like, if a lot of people don't know and they're from, like, America. Um, it's very expensive to travel domestically in Canada. Yeah. It is literally cheaper to fly to America. Mm-hmm. But because of time zones and stuff like that, it's really hard for Canadians to get tickets in America for a variety of reasons. Our dollar is terrible. Yes. Um, And also, a lot of our, like banks and stuff like that don't always work in america mm-hmm. so then we have to transpose that which then you can't mentally prepare for that so it, it's just like just come to different cities they just like if you're gonna stay in north america make it north america if you're gonna say that you're gonna go across the states go across the states i'm not shitting on her i have this super oh no i've already feeling. shot on literally my favorite person but oh, i was like i just i have this really weird feeling that they're gonna engage like another calculated risk is she trying to gauge how many people and then how many people outcry is the cities in which she'll try to visit based on where they are and higher. But back in back two years ago when Niall first announced his the show album yep. about a year ago, he stated, I have big plans for Canada and is only coming to one city. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing is I'm like, is it COVID? Is it restrictions? Is it the event? They said it was. So somebody said, oh, it's because of the wildfires. Which, like, if you're unaware of the situation that is going on right now in New York, people are protesting the smoke um, against Canada because I don't know if they think that, like, we're just chilling at the border, like, with fans. Which is so ridiculous because Western Canada is on fire, like, every fucking summer. Also, like, Washington, California, we get all your smoke, Mm -hmm. Oregon all the time. We don't say anything. Um, I'm just very frustrated by the fact that not a lot of people don't come to Western Canada. And then they're like, oh, Canada is so beautiful. And then they name aspects of it. I'm like, that is Western Canada. Oh, no. My favorite is when they say that they're going to go to Lake Vancouver. And then they literally travel around the whole province, like looking at stuff and doing tourist things. But then they don't do shows in other cities. That's the other thing. Is I'm just like, so it's like really common in certain areas. And we're all aware of it, that people film things. And in Canada... You don't have to, it's like something about like taxes and stuff like that. If you hire a certain amount of like Canadian people, it's cheaper. So like there's obviously places in Canada, which we won't disclose because like Canadians are just very known for just being like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Sick. But 
Like, if they sat there and they, like, even sorted out, like, the population and they were like, yes, we're going to go here, 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 and here. Alberta, in American terms, is like the Texas. Yeah, we're kind of like Texas. BC is like the California. No, that's Ontario. Well, it it all depends, though, because we, like, there's a heavy amount. There's a lot more filming in Vancouver than what people realize. Like, Disney has studios here. Oh, I didn't mean, like, I didn't mean, like, um, and then, like, population. Oh, I wasn't going population. I was going with, like, the same type of attraction. So, like, wineries and orchards and all that. I was going to go with Oregon. It's like a hybrid between Oregon and And then Ontario be, like, California. And then Quebec would be, like... I'd say Georgia. Oh, I was going to say Quebec is like so out of left field. You would just pick something that's like connected, but not really. So I would have gone like, even though they're no way like Mexico City. Like New Mexico? Yeah, like New Mexico. I was like Mexico City is in no, I'm thinking like No, I was thinking like New Mexico is what I was thinking of. Yeah. And then because like it's there, but does it make sense? Not really, but it's kind of connected, but it's not like it has the same kind of feel. Although they would probably be the first ones to separate like. All of Quebec wants to, apparently. I feel like Manitoba would be Maine because not a lot of people remember us there. I know, right? It's like off, off to the right there. What's that? Oh, it's Maine. And then Saskatchewan would be like North Carolina. I was going to be like any Midwestern state. Tennessee. Gonna go with. <laughs> like it, that, that's like a breakdown in like American terms. So like if you're a country singer and you're only coming to Toronto, that doesn't mean that there's not like country fans in Toronto. But, like, wouldn't you think you would come to, like, Edmonton? I know. I think they should take some cues from, like, the Canadian singers that go up. I would very happily filter those requests. Yeah. Um, if need be, um, you could check out our email, bertaperfectionist at gmail.com, and I will totally tell you what cities to come in if you want to tour Canada. <laughs> right? We can tell you the good ones, and then you can figure out all the other shit that goes along with it. But, like, are the schemes of, like, celebrities with weird fan theories slash, like, Easter eggs... Avril Lavigne oh my God. has been feel like a topic thing. for, like, ever. Avril Lavigne apparently died in 2008 or 2009, or she might have not have died. Or she might have just, like, gone in the spotlight, and she had a doppelganger named Melissa. So now everybody thinks that this um, version of Avril Lavigne is Melissa. Cool. So it all started with the, um, like, that, hey, hey, you, you, I don't like your girlfriend. Like, that album when she came out, because it was such a huge venture away from, like, moody teenage emo angst that she did before. Um, Of course, everyone's like, oh, it's, like, the progression of, like, her life and blah, 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 blah. Like, she was excited. And I think at that time when that album came out, she was married or engaged to Derek from Some 41. Then they got when girlfriend came out with a different album, and then at one point she was married to Chad Kroger, which like nobody fucking remembers. That's like a Mandela effect. Oh my god, I people do not remember that she was married to Chad Kroger, which was my favorite point because I'm a oh I'm my big time I'm a Nickelback fan, but I actually got to see Chad Kroger and Avril Lavigne sing their song together live. Very prime prime time memory in my mind forever. And I think and I think another thing is like. Before she was with Maudson, who she just like randomly left, and I guess it announced on social media and didn't say anything. 
was um, she was with Brody Jenner for years, and Brody Jenner's related to the Kardashians. Yeah, so okay. he's engaged now. He's engaged and he's having a baby, which I'm very excited about. It was at the gender reveal he proposed. I saw that on TikTok. Yeah, I know that was super cute. Um. Oh, moving back to like the music thing. Hi, if we have ADHD, can you tell? Um. Ed Sheeran and his albums and the way that he planned out his albums. How there's like divide. Do you want to know some? Well, no, it's called Kiss Me. And then divide, multiply, and all of those. Yeah. So he has, um, he has all of those, but he has the mathematics tour. And what he does is he has the same name for the tour, no matter when he does it. And he has the same rotating stage. Yeah, but every single time, all they do is just add the additional mathematic symbol in which he's named his album after, like, multiplication or whatever. And he has it, and he has the exact same stage. He wears the same outfits. He has all the same setup. And they literally, he's like, we can update it and put dates on it if we want, but we could literally just have mathematics, air, like, tour. Uh-huh. And he goes, we could end up having the same merch. And he's, like, slowly built that over time. And that was from square one, the beginning, when he was signing. He said, this is my plan. I have some of the songs. I don't know if I'll add more songs, everything like that. This is what I want to do. So technically, this album that he just came out with could be his last album if he wanted it to, or he may take us on another adventure. What I really like about Ed Sheeran, too, is that there's a lot of theories going around that he lip synced and that he didn't do any of his music by himself. So he started doing, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's a loop ring. Yeah. So it's basically where you play. Um, he goes up with his guitar and he has this kind of like sound bar thing on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So you click one, it, you record um, power chord, just like C, D, and E, G. Um, in a certain beat, you click it back, then you click another one. He goes through every individual one. And when you click play on all the time, it plays the rhythm that you would play in like any sort of music and yeah. then he sings along with it it's like literally only him at his tours except yeah. if he's doing like a big song or he has like a friend come out like he just sean mendez come out in ontario oh yeah but like he'll have all of those but he's very like mathematical with the background of it which i feel like is what which is ironic mathematical um i feel like that's the realm that charlie pooth wants to go down oh that man is so creative i don't know like when he sleeps though because I feel like his brain never stops. I feel like he snores and he's like, F. <laughs> or he snores like, on key. <laughs> um, But yeah, so there was that theory. And then when Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift did Everything Has Changed, it was like this like huge like coming together moment of like, oh. But yeah, so there's a bunch of them. Oh, and then there's a couple other musical ones. So there's like Sia. Yes. Um, who used to be a, like, she used to show her face all the time, and she was more of a producer and, like, writer. Mm-hmm. And then when she wrote a song that were like, you should sing it, and she goes, well, I don't want to have my face out. So they're like, oh, just turn this wig around. And then that's how it kind of, like, sprung off of, like, we've never seen Sia's face, which, like, if you heard the song Titanium, which came out in, like, 2010. Oh, my God. Really her, her face was literally everywhere. So, like, she, they treated it like they were, like, changing the narrative. Mm-hmm. And I feel like our, like, desire and our excitement towards all of this, let's be honest, it's sparked from Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, yeah. Okay, so if anybody hasn't seen the movie, basically what happens is it takes, like, the Archie 
team of Josie and the Pussycats, but it takes on consumer culture and like subliminal messages and all this other stuff. And I absolutely love the movie because it's hilarious and it shows it like so blatantly shows how easy um, people can be either like manipulated or their mind can change like orange is the new pink and stuff like that but it's like secretly like if you haven't watched it it's like secretly in the background of their song so it'll have a very quiet or is there big mac i want a big mac i want a big it's like in the background it's like oh, oh i want a big mac it's like mel you've been a vegan or a vegetarian in like most of your life yeah but i want a big mac i want it real bad and it was like it was like the embodiment of like creating this identity around things obviously i don't like it, it's a movie so no it's not real but like i just remember watching it and i was like oh my god and then i would sit there and i would listen to the vegetable songs and be like well the funny thing on all that movie came out before like social media and stuff so there would be like it, it like so blatantly called out like the, this is how people are going to market and they're going to tell you all this stuff and everything like this and it was like so ahead of its time and I think it's, like, literally one of the most underrated movies from the 2000s because it literally shows how much, like, things change, like, um, how malls would change, how your drink would change for certain things that you would have and all those other things. I think that's super cool because it 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 emphasized that, which I almost think it's, like, instead of having hidden ways of marketing, now a lot of people are doing it. It's hidden, but it's up front. So, like, looping back to, like, Taylor and stuff like that where she has that stuff and... Well, like Disney and all of that like it's so like you know these symbols so well that like you see them in the background of things or you'll you look for them now for like anything else mm-hmm. like I remember when um the the status scene in um Avengers when um the face Sarah just looked at me and okay so I just like to preface that I called this because so my favorite avenger spoiler alert if you're like 10 years behind um my favorite avenger in the entire world has always been tony stark i'm a huge fan of robert downey jr i love tony stark's demeanor his nerdy technology-based stuff all of that other all of those things and my favorite thing was i looked at my friend we're outside i look at Maeve, and i'm like i had the weirdest feeling tony stark's I wasn't with you when we watched this one. Really? Okay, so I went with my band class. <gasps> Wait, you did go with your band. So I, I, I went Christy. That's no, I, I went it. first. Yeah. So I went like opening night. I had this band I went trip. opening night too. I went I for this like band trip in um like a different part. It opened a couple days before in the place that I was. Okay. Um, and so it, we made a joke like, "Oh, let's go," and we're like sitting in the theater for Avengers: Infinity War. And I'm sitting there at the end, and I, oh no, was it or was it Endgame? Was it Endgame? Yours was Endgame. Mine was Infinity. Was Affinity War. But he guys did he didn't he die in Endgame? Yours went poof. Yeah, he came back in Endgame. Mine, mine. Yours went in Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so you, you watched Infinity War first. I watched Endgame first. I think. Because I remember you watched Infinity War and she called me and she goes, you're going to be really pissed. And I was like, fuck. And so then I went with my band class, which like, I don't know why in those movies I cry. I think it's the theater. It's the atmosphere. I get emotional the one time. And then I went to Endgame in um, 
It was for another band trip. We just went to Avengers movie for band trips. Um, and it was in a different province. And we went and I watched it with the rest of my um, band class. And Sarah was going the next day. And it was so hard for me to keep that Iron Man dies at the end of Endgame. And I was like, oh, my God. But the number one saying that he says is, I love you 3,000 to Morgan. Yes. And Sarah and I were sitting there and we're like, oh, my God. And Sarah's husband looks over, um, like, when Sarah watched it. And he was like, what the fuck does that mean? And I'm like, 3,000 minutes. There's 3,000 minutes in all of the Avengers MCU movies. Yeah. And so it connects it, it, all, connects it all. And he was just like, what? And, and that was the whole thing is when it comes to, like, time jumping stuff, my husband's like, it breaks my brain. And I get that. It's not for everybody. So when we hit the panorama, um, I was like, let me educate you. So we watched it in the, not the timeline of release, but the historical timeline order. So that way, a lot of it made more sense. Because there's another one where there's tons of different things and conspiracy theories and stuff behind it. But you can see the integration of everything that's within it. And that's what I like about it is you can catch that stuff and it makes you think and it makes you go, oh, wait a second. And well, then you can predict it. So, like, in high school, I took a creative writing class, mm-hmm. but it was, like, the sickest class ever, where we learned about how to distinguish movie theories and what's the timeline of movies. Mm-hmm. I literally took this class one year. Every single movie now sucks because I know the ending. But I'm, like, going through it, and I'm like, okay, right about this part, there's going to be a sad part. And I'm like, oh, okay, like, it's, like, so easy to expect now. Mm-hmm. But, like, explaining that to anybody else, like, especially, like, her husband who doesn't understand timelines. It's like, what? So then you have to, like, lay it all out. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if, like, Stanley? I know he's dead. But, like, Stanley, Taylor Swift, Ed Sheeran, and, like, what would be another one? Like, if those three sat down in a room and were, like, made a business. Oh, my God. It would be, huh? Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, MPH. Yeah. Who also has, like, an obsession with, like, scavenger-type things and, like, little looks and crannies and mystery. Oh, yeah. I love them. It's, it, there's so many, like, random theories. I've seen so many different ones that just kind of, like, blow my mind. Like, one of them is the inside-out one. Oh, yeah. So, where, where like, if you see the parents have all one sex in their head. The mom has, like, they both have, like, all dads or all mom characters. Yeah. And because Riley hasn't hit puberty yet, she has the combination of both. Oh, it's going to be different, like, how her mindset changes and who she becomes as a person and all that other stuff. And that's why you see, like, all those, all those, like, islands in her brain and stuff like that can be broken down into different things. Or you watch the main pillars go down, but then you watch some of them come up and then other ones like change in like vampire heartthrob island or something and <laughs> my favorite one was um the theory so it starts off with monster day and boo which you can see her name at the top is mary on her worksheet so boo is um some people were trying to say that it was riley from inside out then riley grows up to be andy's mom in toy story because Boo plays with Jesse in um in Monsters Inc. Like okay. in her room. And then if anybody has watched Point Story, they also have the ball. The Toy Story ball is in his room. Oh yeah. And but like that Boo might be the person who threw away Jesse. 
Oh, when she okay. moved away. Yeah. Because she was playing with it, and then she grew up, and then that's all connected with like Toy Story and stuff. Which like I feel like if Jessie had this like so like they, she was so upset about it, I feel like she would remember her. Well, there's another a very random TV show one is that um if it's like a tidbit that I don't know if people realized when How I Met Your Mother was filmed, um you see the flash forwards to all of the like the kids when Ted's talking to his kids. Yeah. Um. So fun fact. The guy who played um his son, so who's Justin from a such a very place, Denry David Henry. Yeah. Um, he had an NDA for fifteen years because they had to film all of those episodes, all of that at the same time. And he said it like one time, and he was like, "Yeah, it was really interesting because we would just sit in the room and he was like talking about stuff, but like we had to respond, but we didn't know the whole storyline. And then you watch it and you're like oh my god it's all connected which like i feel like with those shows too like with how i met your mother when you look at it everything is so like distinct so if you watch um if you watch like the one season where marshall's dad dies there's a countdown there's a number in every single scene before he dies and it goes down from like 23 22 21 and then he finds out yeah and then the blue um, French horn yes. is found in, like, all in the background. Yeah. So, like, there's all of those that are linked together. And then, like, same with, like, Ryan's hat in High School Musical. He wears a different hat in every single scene. Oh. That's funny because that makes me the French horn thing. I don't know if somebody did it on purpose, but there was, um, there was this old show called Seinfeld. And they always had Superman in the background of every episode. A Superman huh? something. So there was always like a tidbit of something like that as well. Also, I think the other one with how much her mother was depending on their situation. That's where they sat. So it was something like whoever was going through the most always sat beside Ted. Oh, that's true. And whoever was single. So like Barney usually was standing up because he was single trying to find people. Oh, that was the other one that was connected. I don't know. I feel like there's so many that I feel like we should have written down more. Oh, I was just like, there's um the ones that I always see that that are like the craziest where you see um you'll even see like visual links and stuff like that is anything to do with Wally. I love Wally so much. So do I. It like I don't know why a part of my brain I think because her name's Eva, but I find it so interesting that that's like how connected it is and like even any like robots that you see throughout disney mm-hmm. they all like mimic the kind of shape or they have the like symbol on them or there's like a toy or something in the background like there's usually something this one is like stay with me here <laughs> so axum corporation is related to by and large which is featured in wally and up mm-hmm. and then um so, like, obviously, mass consumerism and stuff like that, they figure is going to be, like, the biggest thing that leads towards, like, mm-hmm. environmental issues. And that's what you see is a lot of, like, consumer products in Wally, right, that they're putting up. So, it says the A113, which I didn't even know they had numbers for these things, Easter egg, is to point out the appearance of A113, oh, code in Wally, mm-hmm. which is a reoccurring Easter egg found in various Pixar films. Um... 
then the connection to ratatouille <laughs> ratatouille where you would be so um the cockroach character hal from wally is related to the cockroach that's in ratatouille I was like, that would be cute. I feel like we've missed probably the number one conspiracy theory show ever made. Simpsons. Oh, can we loop back to that? I got two more points for the... Oh, yeah. So B&L in the Toy Story universe um, is the... So by and large is shown in Toy Story. (laughs) And there's like... That's where... Like, well, there's Al's Toy Barn, but that's where also, um, like, the Buzz Lightyear toys and stuff like that are. And then there is, like, the strong environmental theme in, like, WALL-E. But then also it's put into, like, Finding Nemo. It's put into Moana and all that other stuff. But, yeah, like, The Simpsons. I know. Can we pause for a second with WALL-E? Yeah. By and large. Yeah. Think about it. Think about the movie. Yeah, I know. Boom. Small boom ass. (laughs) large buy in mass okay so you're gonna laugh really hard because it's like i went to wendy's yes and i upgraded my drink i promise this is like associated and i was really thirsty and i forget that they have like very odd sizes for their drinks i was like i want the biggest drink that you have oh literally i got it and i was like oh my god am i part of wally like it is the world like i think it's like a liter and a half but when I used to work at Dairy Queen, the large blizzards were the same freaking size as the um as the, a, an average medium drink cup at a regular fast food place outside of Wendy's. It still is. And then the larger, extra large, yeah, was like the jump. Like you would be like, I want like an extra large drink or whatever. And we like the big ones, which if you fun fact got a blizzard bane in this um one tablespoon less of a liter of ice cream. So just buy the liters and ask for the toppings on the side and mix it in and you can save like like Simpsons too. I feel like the Simpsons, I don't know what they're doing, how they do it, but it is insane how many marks they've done it. Like they predicted the panorama. Oh yeah. Elections. I don't about it. Um elections. I think they even somebody pulled up the submarine that's currently going on. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Um, the 2014 FIFA World Cup is another one. The Super Bowl. Um, oh, time traveling. That's my favorite one. It's like there's always like the time travel aspect and how they're trying to like break certain universes. Like they'd have like random ones. Oh, predicting cel- celebrities' deaths are like the biggest thing. Michael Jackson to Prince, Stephen Hawking, Leonard Neboy. Betty White. Betty White. There's there's so many different random ones that like happen within those. But like it's like down to sometimes they put the dates in there too. And like it's been forever. Oh my my favorite is here we go. I was like I was trying to find it. My favorite theory is that Matt Groening, who is one of the like head writers and stuff like that on The Simpsons or head creators, is a time traveler. And it's so this is totally like a light. And that's like warning. So no, he's a time traveler. So what he's doing is, is he's just like putting it out there so that everybody knows. But um, technically he's this historical figure. He could be his, this historical figure named John Titter, who claimed to be a time traveler from the future. And, um, or he could be a descendant, 
if he was a descendant of this person, he would have it. I know that's like super far-fetched, but I was like, that's hilarious. Because there's so many different things that would make sense to... Oh, not. I feel like, like, eh, my timeline's only based on my Marvel characters. But I feel like they're going to come out in a, with a movie, like a animated movie, in like three years. And it's just going to be called, like, Behind Closed Doors. And it was, like, it basically just shows you what life was like with um, COVID. Oh, yeah. The panorama. Um, And, like, goes into, like, every stage of life of, like, I grew up here. So, like, you know how, I don't know, like, Sarah, for instance, always compares things to the year 2016. Anything that happened in 2016 or past then didn't happen it happened 10 minutes ago it happened three years ago 2016 three years ago the millennial mandela effect literally um and for me it's like oh wasn't that like a year ago so like 2020 2021 don't remember really anything which is moderately concerning because that's when i was in college but like that's when the panorama was I, i feel like i left high school and then i started working like my brain doesn't process those but like on to mandela effects which like also is connected with conspiracy theory oh my god so many bernstein bears how is it spelled with an e and now and then they're like no there's no extra e where did everybody think this e it's an a not an e or like um there's so many different things like kfc like you know the little symbol i thought the bow tie was a man but i don't know my favorite thing the Monopoly Man does not have a monocle. Did you think he had a monocle? The look on Eve's face, what? I legit have tried to find pictures of this because I saw it. I was like, no, it's only the one from the Pringles container has a monocle. Not the, the Monopoly, Monopoly Man for the original Monopoly here. I'll try to find it. I don't think he had a monocle. No, there's like all these random things, right? I don't know. I feel like this is a good time to kind of wrap it up. Yes, we totally can. I know this is kind of like a random tangent of things that you may also see in your algorithm, but we just wanted to change it up, try something different. Random things that we've seen, read, or noticed. Did I dizzy? Um, and with that note, we'd like to stay, always stay warped and twisted as ever. Peace.